This is your announcer. Welcome back to the smartest 90 minutes of morning radio with the former mayor and the Carolina captain. Hey, good morning, and uh, thanks for listening to The River 106.5 WMRV in Carolina Country 100.1 WFAY. My name is Nat Robertson, and I'm your host of the Carolina Cabinet. Thanks for joining us. We're going to discuss the news and the newsmakers. We're going to play a little bit of music for you, and we're going to talk too, and we're going to talk about the movers and shakers around Fayetteville and Cumberland County. Our mission is to bring to you and to bring to the airwaves a common sense voice on the right side of the issues. This morning in the cabinet, we've got Miss Susan Mills. Welcome, Susan. Good morning. Good morning. I've got something special for you. Susan. <laughs> and Pastor Josh. Welcome, Pastor Josh. Good morning, Mayor. Joshua Goodman. Uh, special guest in the uh, in the studio this morning is going to be Mr. Wade Fowler, Chairman of the Public Works Commission, uh, CEO and founder of Fowler's Barbecue, Woo-woo. former Fayetteville City Councilman, and the list goes on and on. Listen, hey, check us out on your uh, favorite social media website. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. And also look us up on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, your favorite podcast broadcaster. We appreciate you tuning in for the next hour or so. And uh, hang on, because we'll be right back. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend, Pastor Goodman, for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news. Here is Joshua Goodman. Good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, discuss all the problems, circumstances, and the situations, all the negative stuff, I want to bring you some good news. The kids have gone back to school. Schedules are once again beginning to be established and reestablished. Fayetteville Parks and Recreation, they've closed down the pools for the season. The splash pads will be open to the end of the year. Folks around Fayetteville, they're out and about. They're going to the gym. Uh, They're taking walks and running. uh, One of the things that I've been teaching my congregation about is the importance of remaining healthy. There's a couple of key points I want to give you right quick early this morning um, on remaining healthy. Number one, most important, make sure you're getting enough rest. Getting the proper amount of rest and downtime, uh, whether it's taking time to breathe or just uh, uh, take a deep breath, it, it helps fight us against depression, anxiety. It helps boost our energy levels when we get the right amount of rest. The second thing is our diet. Eating the right foods is absolutely imperative. Listen, I'm not one of these big diet freaks that jumps on every bandwagon every time it comes across. What I believe in is simple. A good, sound, healthy, balanced diet. The third one is exercise. You don't have to aim at being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just get out there and do something that's going to make you maybe breathe a little harder or your heart beat a little bit more. 
Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he says this, Do you not know that those who run the race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but you an unperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, and thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body, and I bring it unto subjection, lest, when I have preached to others, I myself would become disqualified. We've been given one chance at this life, my friends. Let's live it with all we got. This is Pastor Josh, and that is your good news. may be wrong but hope not <laughs> but not hey, if you're right is but, that it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh, welcome back to the carolina cabinet again in the studio we've got miss susan mills joining us hello 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 susan pastor joshua goodman good morning mayor so good to be with you uh, great to be with you guys again this is uh, a these recordings don't come fast enough. No, do right? They? Yeah. <laughs> great conversation. Great friends. And Susan's been gone for a couple of weeks, so it's great to have you back. Thank you. Yep. Susan's been, back. She's been traveling the world. Getting it done. Yeah. Doing what I got to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, if, if you're new to listening to the Carolina Cabinet and don't know, Susan is the vice chairman of the North Carolina GOP. So she stays on the road a lot, visiting other counties and uh, local county GOPs. And uh, it's always great to have her back in the studio. Thank you very much. Good a founding, to be here. a founding member yes. of the founding, Carolina yes. Cabinet. Yes. <laughs> and uh, joining us today, live here in the studio, is Mr. Wade Fowler. I uh, gave Wade just a short introduction a little while ago, but uh, very excited to get to know Wade. I've known Wade, gosh, to it's been a long time, <laughs> more than that, thirty years. It's been yeah, a long time. It's been, been about been thirty time. years. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, is so, that why? Is that why you played the lunatic song? <laughs> am I the lunatic? Am I the lunatic you were looking for? I'm yeah, just exactly. Um, so my gosh, I didn't realize that it has been thirty years. Yep. Mm. 
That's how long I've been in Fayetteville is 30 years. Woo. Well, uh, may I say that you look uh, better now than you did the day I met you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's not Grecian Formula 16. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> so that's really your hair color, huh? <laughs> um, Wade does so much in this community and has given back and has just been um, uh, a civic leader and a giver for years and years. Um, Wait, I'm I'm excited to get to talk to you and and go into depth on um, on who you are. So I hope I can find out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> find yourself. <laughs> uh, you know, talk to us a little bit. Uh, where were you born and uh, raised, and where'd you go to school and all that stuff? Well, I was born at the old Highsmith Rainey Memorial okay. Hospital. Oh wow! At there at the top of the hill in Haymount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in 1953. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we lived at that time on Kinley Drive, which is over there off a of Rayford Road near where Holly Bicycle is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then moved from there to Terry Circle off of Owen Drive when I was three years old. Okay. And lived there until I turned, well, it was the year I turned 13. I was still 12 when we moved. The interesting thing was, while we were at Terry Circle, I entered into elementary school at William H. Owen. All right. We did not move. That was first and second grade. Third grade, I started going to Alger B. Wilkins. Hmm. And fourth grade. So they moved. We still didn't yeah. move. And fifth and sixth grade, I was back at William H. Owen. Just oh goes to God. show you. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> and uh, then we moved uh, over uh, to Edinburgh Drive off of uh, McPherson Church Road in Stratford Hills. Right. And I went to what was then called Horace Sisk Junior High School yep. from 7th through ninth grade, and now, which is now Fayetteville Technical Community College. And then I was in the very first class, the very first sophomore class that then would be the first class that would go entirely their full time at okay. Terry Sanford High School. So I entered in 1969 when Terry Sanford was changed from Fable High School to Terry Sanford. Yeah, you've wow. got brothers too, right? Yeah, my brother David was in the last graduating class of Terry Sanford. I mean, of Fable High School. My brother Mike was in the first graduating class of Terry Sanford, and I was the first class that started as a sophomore and went and through. And finished. How so, about that? Yeah. And then How? I went off to this little small place called Chapel Hill yeah. and uh, went there, uh, graduated with a history degree because I just needed a degree so that I could go fly airplanes for the Air Force. I went through Air Force ROTC and then went and flew airplanes for the Air Force. I went through flight school at Laughlin Air Force Base in Sunny Del Rio, Texas. What did you fly? Uh, well, there, you, you, the basic jet trainer is the uh, subsonic jet. It's a T-37. Uh, it's a side-by-side. The pointy end of the plane's at the back. Hmm. And then I uh, flew the supersonic trainer, the T-38. And then when I graduated from there, I got what was called uh, FAR qualified fighter attack reconnaissance. And I went into tactical reconnaissance in the RF-4 Phantom and trained in the Phantom at uh, Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter, South Carolina. And then went to a little base in Germany called Zweibrücken for three years. Say that again? Zweibrücken. It means two bridges. (laughs) Okay. All right. And so uh, what was kind of interesting, my very first night there, we were in a hotel and we heard a bomb blast. And there was a terrorist gang called the Bader-Meinhof gang at that time. And they had set off a bomb on the steps of the courthouse, which was around the corner from the hotel where I was staying. Wow. Because that was where one of their gang members had been convicted. Mm. So anyway, I flew Mm. there for three years and then ended up coming back uh, as a T-37 instructor pilot back to Laughlin Air Force Base. All right. And then uh, after uh, I came back, I went through pilot instructor training at uh, Randolph Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, and went back to Del Rio. 
And the interesting thing about it is, is I actually requested to go back to Del Rio. Huh. But when I was waiting on my flight school assignment, it was kind of interesting. I graduated in 1975. Vietnam had ended in 1970, I think it was 72 or 73. Right. Mm-hmm. And they started cutting back on the number of pilots that they were going to take into training. And there were 10 guys in my year group at UNC Chapel Hill scheduled to go to flight school. And I was the only one that got an assignment. Huh. Wow. And my, uh, I remember waiting. I had to wait 11 months to go on active duty. So I made, I sold stereos for a while and then I made carpet fiber for a while <laughs> while I was waiting to go on active duty. And I was at home in Fayetteville working at Roman Haas making okay. carpet fiber. Yep. And my, uh, I really wanted to go to Williams Air Force Base in, in Arizona by Phoenix. And my brother-in-law was an F-15 pilot at Luke over there in Phoenix. That was going to be a perfect thing. And um, my assignment came in and it was Del Rio. Laughlin Air Force Base, and I was hopping mad. I was stomping around, just, just. And my dad, you got, you got to love my dad. My dad looked at me and said, "Son, you look really upset about that." Said, so, "Since you're so upset, why don't you give that assignment to one of the guys that didn't get one?" Ooh, ouch. Oh, yeah. ouch. I felt about an inch tall. Exactly. <clears throat> so exactly. I didn't want to go to Del Rio, but then after I had been there, when it came a chance to go back and be an instructor, that's where I wanted to go. It was a great that's place. Awesome. Got out of there. Uh, Came back to Fayetteville, went through a job fair program, uh, targeted junior military officers, uh, interviewed with a small company called Pfizer. Uh, Looked like I was going to go to work for them, but the guy that owned the company here pulled me aside and said, hey, man, let me give you a job here. And so I worked for National Career Centers here for six years and then then went on to Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Sold for them for 18 years, uh, was a member of the Pfizer uh, Sales Hall of Fame. And um, that was you were there when Viagra came out. Yeah, I actually helped launch Viagra. Yeah, yeah. Viagra paid for my house. I was going wow. to say that was that was good commission. Well, well, no, actually it wasn't. They're, they set quotas so high because they knew how it was going to oh, sell. Right. But what it did is it drove the stock price so high, and I had stock options mm. for seventeen dollars a share, and the stock hit one hundred and forty-two. Woo! That's a good day. Nice. So I flipped them and paid off my house. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> and then uh, retired from Pfizer, did a lot of odd stuff, did sold, uh, did did some mortgage banking, which about made me pull my hair out. Um, did some contract sales for different people, the Chamber of Commerce, and some other things. Sold some radio ads. Just kind of, you know, freelanced it for a while. Found your way here, and then and then ended up owning a restaurant. So. There we go. Well, and you have left a lot out, including your yes. political life. So I want to first, I want to ask you, how does a guy that graduates from UNC uh, come to be known as one of the biggest conservatives in the county? Uh, and how what what part of your life did that? Um, that was probably my dad. Yeah. I mean, you know, we my dad was a registered Republican in Cumberland County when you know, it was like about 11 Democrats to one Republican. Right. Uh, and, you know, I just learned my values from my dad. And then as I toured the world and did the different things that I, and saw the different things that I saw uh, and, um, you know, just came to understand some things through faith and other things that uh, it just, the conservative principles, the founding and this is the thing that people don't understand. I, I ran into this a lot of times when I was talking to people because one of the things that, that, if you will, got Pastor Josh in here, the Lord laid on my heart that I needed to do an outreach for me to get out of my comfort zone and go meet 
in a minority community. And I got to, you know, I got involved with the pastors coalition. Uh, I got involved with a number of people and I got to, to know them. And it, it was kind of funny because I would mention the founding principles and they said, Oh, you want to go back to slavery? I said, no, slavery was not a founding principle. Right. If you look at the principles, not the yeah. actions, yeah. the yeah. principles, the founding documents, you look at the principles, those hold true. Yeah. And they are, they are, they are what dis- determines the dignity uh, you know, or allows us to, to understand the dignity of every human being before God. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so the the fact that the country, you know, the founders who laid out these principles went away from those principles like immediately. Yeah. But basically, for political expediency, uh, doesn't mean that the principles aren't still good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the principles are really good, and the further we get away from them, the more problems we have. In my opinion, that's just. But that's just me. So that's that's kind of how I, I got there, and. You know, I didn't really want to bring up my my political stuff because you know, most of the times I ran, they after it was over, they they called out on the an intercom, paging Mr. Zur, Mr. Lou Zur, <laughs> paging Mr. Zur, Mr. Lou Zur. Uh, <clears throat> but you know, I, I ran for, for public office six times and won one time. So if I were a baseball player, I'd be pretty rich. But. And when you served, I mean, you you were good. You were a great public servant. You listened to the community, and I feel like you voted the way the community wanted you to vote. Well, I, I would disagree with you a little bit on that. All right. Uh, I voted the way I felt like I needed to vote, but that's what I told the community I was going to do. And right. if, you, if, if this is what you like, vote for me. If you don't, don't vote for me. I mean, I actually remember when I was running for city council, the year I got elected city council, I had a one-on-one. This lady wanted to talk to me one-on-one. I said, okay, I'll meet you. And we met at a little restaurant. We're sitting across the table talking to each other. And she laid out her stuff. And I just looked at her and I said, ma'am, I got to tell you something. If that's your biggest issue, you need to vote for the other guy. Mm-hmm. Because I can't tell you I'm there. Mm-hmm. See, what, what, what I think that we need to do in the way of political office is say, this is what I stand for. These are the principles I hold to. And this is what's going to drive how I vote. Right. And if you if you like that, vote for me. If yeah. you don't, vote for the other guy because you're going to be disappointed in me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's I think it's imperative for us to do that. That doesn't mean you're never going to compromise at some point in time. You have to when you're in a body of you know like here on city council, your body of ten people, you're going to have to work some compromises yeah. out. But right. you still got to hold to your principles as you do it. And there were some places where I, I voted for something that wasn't really totally the way I wanted it, but it was really pretty. You know, it was mm-hmm. close enough. Uh, and there were times where I voted against because it just, right, you just, know, it it just it just, it, well. just it, it wasn't right. And right. <laughs> I just remember that's the other thing. I remember standing in front of uh, community watch meetings and just telling me, you know, they, they'd ask a tough question. This is where you stand. Where do you stand? And I just, you know, it's like, you may not want to hear this, but yeah. this is where it is. So yeah. why did you want to serve? Uh, there were some things that I thought we needed to take care of on council. One of them, which you know, seems kind of odd because. Uh, you know, as a white conservative male, I'm supposed to be bigoted, but we had the, the driving while black issue. And it, 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 you know, I, because of my time spending time with black pastors and, and other people in the community, I understood this. And it was, it was really the libertarian coming out in me about right. freedom. Yep. You know, when, when I have people telling me I was stopped on a road and asked why I was there, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I lived through the stops in Germany when they were trying to combat terrorism over there mm-hmm. and how frightening that is yep. when there's a guy standing there with an Uzi yep. and they got the little stops in and if you don't stop, they shoot. Fire. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, and then also living right next to the Eastern Bloc and understanding how they had no freedom. And right. it's like, you know, show me your papers. Uh, it just it just dawned on me that, no, and it was something that was allowed 
by a Supreme Court decision that I thought was kind of faulty, but that you could use you know trickery to get people to consent mm-hmm. to a search. I, I'm like, no, if you've yeah. got probable cause, do right. it. So it was a freedom issue for me, and I tried to explain to them. Some of my biggest supporters on that were Tea Party people who were supposed to be big. No, we sure. were for freedom for everybody. That's right. And so that was probably the biggest issue that I ran on, and, and I, I caught some flack from some friends who were in the police department. And I said, look, you got the hardest job. Yeah. I got it. You got the hardest job in America because everybody loves you when you catch the other guy. Yeah. They just don't like you very much when you catch them. That's right. But your job's supposed to be hard because it's a free country. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, anyway, uh, once we, we tackled a few things, there were some other things that were going on. Uh, we had that issue with the Parks and Rec Bond uh, that, that – I thought we needed to do a Parks and Rec bond, but I thought we needed to look at it in a different way, which we didn't quite get accomplished. Um, so, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I told people when I was running, my life doesn't depend on being elected. Right. So when when things got done, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm on to other things yeah. right now. And there, there, there's life after. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you still live out in West Fable? Yeah, I still live in West Fable. Uh, however, we are getting ready to put our house up for sale. If anybody wants a house on nine <laughs> acres, let me know. <laughs> what are you in, going in to in do? this market? <laughs> so we're gonna add a, we're gonna build build or move to a smaller place. I mean, you know, it's my wife and me, and we're, we're getting older. Right. My knees are giving out. You know how? You, let me tell you what it's like to try to care for nine acres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least the way my wife likes to care for it. Well, so. I, I love the the reality. <clears throat> you know, there are not many Fayettevillians that are native. That yeah. are, I mean, yeah. born and bred, and then also uh, return back to give to their community. So yeah. I, I, I applaud your your. I mean, here you are. You know, uh, born and bred, and then a fighter pilot. Uh, could do anything, go any, virtually anywhere, and you come back to your hometown and uh, and and sacrifice, give to better it. And, and I hear it in everything you say. <coughs> Excuse me, whether we're talking about your time on city council or being part of the pastors' coalition mm-hmm. and, and doing all that you've done. Mm-hmm. So I applaud all that stuff. No, I love this city, and and we've got so much potential. And uh, I, I will tell you right now, the Fable's biggest enemies, if you will. Our own citizens. When yeah, you hear people right. come in and you you hear people ask, "Well, what's it like to be feel?" Oh my gosh, you can. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of great stuff in Fable, and we need to sing his praises. That is so key to economic development. Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Mr. Wade Fowler, who's going to get into your business. Sure. We want to hear about we that. Talk about we want business. to talk about PwC. We can talk we, about that. Yeah. yeah. We, and so, anyhow, lots of uh, lots of stuff coming back with uh, with Mr. Wade Fowler uh, in the studio with us is uh, Miss Susan Mills and Pastor Josh Goodman, and we'll be right back.
saw her today at the reception. A glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was gonna meet her connection. At her feet was a footloose man. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, well, you might find. Don't get caught with your pants on fire by repeating what you've heard on other stations. You are listening to Eastern North Carolina's truth-telling morning show, The Carolina Cabinet. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out I don't
Welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. In the studio is our regular, regular old folks, our regular old cabinet <laughs> members, Miss Susan Mills. Welcome back, Susan. Thank you. And Pastor Josh Goodman. Good morning, Fayetteville. Hey, so uh, in the studio with us, we've got uh, Mr. Wade Fowler, and we are right in the middle of a conversation on uh, Wade coming to Fayetteville and uh, being involved with politics and doing a civic duty out there. And... Um, just uh, glad to have you in the studio with us, Wade. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, I want to know about the barbecue. Come That's on. That's what I want to know about. Tell us. Woo! About the- there you yes. Go. How'd you get into the restaurant business? What put you there? What made you want to do it? Uh, a frontal lobotomy? I don't know. I, just, <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, actually, uh, we talked about the influence my dad had on me. and My dad really liked to cook. Um, he he did a lot, particularly at breakfast, mm-hmm. and he would do a lot of grilling outside and uh, would invite a few hundred of his closest friends to come by and oh. had had these special cast iron, uh, lack of a better term, skillet type things. There were rectangular boxes that fit inside the gas grill, and we had a double gas grill out there, and he had two of them. He'd load them up with oil, and he'd fry chicken. Wow. Oh, wow. Just, just, you know, and I'm literally, I'm not kidding. It was like, when I was a kid, and it seemed like it was 200 people. It was probably like 50. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just, uh, I'll be out on the backyard and the patio and all that stuff and doing that stuff. He taught my mother how to make biscuits and red-eye oh, gravy and all that cool. because my mother, my mother was actually a Russian expat who grew up in China. Huh. And so, so anyway, <clears throat> that got started the idea on cooking, and then... Uh, one day we had a family reunion. Um, I've got uh, three brothers and a sister uh, in the family, and uh, everybody came from out of town, and the ladies were doing something together, and all the guys got together at my brother's house, and he, he had these ribs. And I looked at him, and I thought, dang, these ribs are not going to be good because he burned the crap out of them because they looked really dark, you know, and all <laughs> yeah, sort of right. like yeah. and, and then I ate one, and I went, Ooh, Ooh, no, wow. this, thing's, this thing's really good. It was like, you know, I had a, an awakening. And he took me back and showed me his smoker. And I said, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I got to get one of those. Ooh, ooh. Thankfully, my wife didn't kill me when I spent $700 on a smoker. <laughs> and this was like 20-something years oh, ago. Wow. So. <clears throat> so anyway, got started making barbecue there. And he was making his. And uh, we we tossed a few tricks back and forth, and people kept telling us, "Man, this is the best barbecue we've ever had. You guys ought to open a restaurant." I'm like, no, we <laughs> no don't. Way. Uh-uh. Well, I, uh, one day I met a, a guy. Uh, I had to go get some tires from Ed's Tire over on Markson Road. Oh, yeah. Driving past, and lo and behold, there's a German restaurant on Markson yep. Road, yep. Yep. Das Bavarian House, which is mm-hmm. not open anymore, unfortunately. But anyhow, 
stopped in uh, to eat lunch because I was hungry. German food, I hadn't had any around here, so I got in there and met the owner, and it was just like we'd known each other all our lives. That's and we started awesome. talking. I talking about barbecue. He said, man, I got a food trailer I'm not doing anything with. Why don't you and your brother use my food trailer? And, and <laughs> make go. some barbecue. We'll we'll put it up behind the restaurant here, and you know you, you know, like you want us to be. Yeah, he said, man, it'll help. It'll help me get customers. You got you guys know everybody around town. You know that they'll come for your food. They'll see my place and right. You know, yeah. and come yet. And some you know, and some of my folks will see your barbecue and eat it and all that stuff. So for one summer, 2015, on Fridays only on Fridays, we did barbecue out of the trailer. We called it Fowler's Fabulous Barbecue. Ah, <laughs> that was when I was mortgage banking and pulling my hair out. And uh, we decided at the end of the summer that, you know, it was kind of neat, but it was, you know, uh, we, we just couldn't do it one day a week. Yeah. We'd have to go full-time doing it, and we yeah. just didn't see that happening. So then uh, a couple of years later, my son and his wife are having uh, some issues working at a restaurant up in Raleigh, and I talked to him into coming down part-time to run a food trailer with us for a little while. And, Keep uh, it in the, the family. And, and then that turned into, you know, because I knew he had good, my, let me tell you what, my son could make some seriously good food. I mean, seriously good food. And uh, so, uh, and he also he was a sommelier. I mean, he was certified sommelier, he knew wines, he knew everything. So yeah. that's how yeah. we got Fowler Southern Gourmet, because gourmet. we actually did make some gourmet meals in the evening with wine and all that stuff. But anyhow, uh, he came down and we got it rolling. And then things unfortunately didn't work out for my son and his wife. And they're now exes. And he's in Florida and she's in Winston Salem. And I'm sitting there going, Now I own a restaurant. Now you own a restaurant. <laughs> yep. Now it's yours. So so we've got it. So I'm a little bit of a foodie. So let's go into um, some details on, <laughs> on what kind of food we can expect. Yeah, at what's Fowler's. on the menu? Are we, are we talking yeah. Carolina barbecue, Midwest barbecue? Is everything just smoked? I mean, uh, throw, make my mouth water a little bit. Yes. <laughs> That worked. I'm, my mouth is watering. <laughs> okay. We we do traditional barbecue as well. I mean, you can do a traditional barbecue plate. We do Southwestern style. Uh, we do brisket. Uh, we do pulled pork. Uh, we do smoked pulled chicken. We don't do chicken on the bone. Uh -huh. We do whole. We do pulled, pulled chicken. Uh, it's all uh, basically boneless, skinless thighs that we put our special rub on, and then we smoke them uh, and sauce them the way we want to. And they, they stay. It, it just stays moister and more tender. Uh, we've got a few tricks on how we do our brisket uh -huh. uh, that uh, I think we've had, I don't know how many now, transplanted Texans come in and say, man, we finally found somebody east of the Mississippi and knows <laughs> how to make brisket. <laughs> yes, you uh, do. And so so we do the traditional stuff there, and uh, then we also do some crazy stuff that came out of being a food trailer first. Yeah. You know, because you know, a food trailer, you got to do some off-the-wall yep. stuff, yep. you know, it's kind of an attraction. So we got a sandwich we call the Angry Hawaiian. Uh, we oh, use oh, that's my that's yeah, my go to. Yeah, we yeah. use we use uh, a brioche bun, and then we put either pulled pork or chicken on it, and then we make our own homemade kicked up teriyaki sauce. It's Ooh. got some sriracha in it. Come for on, a kick. that's the Yum. angry. Yeah. We pickle our own jalapenos that we put on it, and um, we also uh, put two strips of bacon on it, and then we take fresh pineapple never can uh -huh. and then we trim it down and we put it on the flat top to griddle it down get it and charred up some Woo. and then we chop it up and then we put that in with some brown sugar and cayenne pepper mm -hmm. to macerate and then put that on it and so that's the angry hawaiian we do the curita which i created actually uh -huh. back when we had the food trailer with my brother and it's it's our take on a burrito okay and we take that and we to uh we we do pork chicken or brisket we make uh, an avocado crema that's got uh lime juice and cilantro and jalapeno Yum. and sour cream in it and avocado of course Hope you're and listening then, favor and then we put we we take uh, and make a, a, a jalapeno slaw 
It's got cabbage and jalapeno in it, and we make our dressing using fresh squeezed lime juice. And yes, we cut the limes and yes, squeeze them. Squeeze, yeah. And we make our, our regular slaw, we make with fresh squeezed lemon juice. Uh, we make everything as much as we can from scratch. Very but anyway, cool. on the burrito, we wrap all that up in a burrito for you. And oh. then uh, the latest sandwich we came out with is our, our take on a Reuben. Mm-hmm. We call it the Reuben uh-huh. So we use, uh, we use smoked brisket instead of corned beef. Yep. And we use a brioche bun instead of rye bread. Yep. And then instead of using sauerkraut, we pickle. We do a quick pickle on cabbage uh-huh. and put that on there. And we got a homemade Russian mm-hmm. dressing. <laughs> and uh, and oh, so when are you taking me to lunch, man? That, I'm telling you, <laughs> our, our our French fries our French fries are hand cut. Yes. And then double fried in uh, in we we get these big shortening blocks that melt down nicely and they've got beef fat in them, so that really makes for a nice really? tasting French fry. Wait, we the make, restaurant. What do you, what do you, we make our own ketchup. Really? We make we make all our own sauces. Nice. Uh, we, we do everything as fresh as we can. If you like pimento cheese, yes. we make our own pimento cheese. Oh. And instead of using, instead of using um, cream cheese in it, we use goat cheese to oh, make nice. it. So, how, how many seats? About 30 seats in your restaurant? Right now, we've got 24 seats yeah. inside the restaurant. We can seat about 35 outside on the patio. And it's crazy because you, while <clears> you're <throat> eating, as people are getting up and leaving... All you are hearing is, man, that was great. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. food. <laughs> so yelling comments back to the kitchen. It's a, it, it really is one of our well, best restaurants. Well, in fact. If anybody's listening you want to find out about us, we're on Facebook. It's Fowler Southern Gourmet. Do not go to our website. It's outdated. My son, that's not with us anymore, built the website. And I don't know how to keep it up. I'm a dinosaur. And so it's, it's out that. of date. But the yeah. Facebook page, the Facebook page is, is kept up to date. Um, we are getting a ton of traffic off the interstate where people are tracking yeah, yeah. Uh, for you know, a good place to eat. Well, give us that. Yeah, where where are you located yes. and what are your days and hours? Okay, we're located at 723 West Rowan Street, okay. which is on the other side of Bragg Boulevard from the Rowan Street Bridge, mm-hmm. going up the hill into Haymount on the left-hand side. If you remember the Fable Pie Company, if anybody remembers yep. the Fable Pie yep. Company, we're where they were, just down the hill from the skate park. Uh, and uh, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, from 11 until 2 or until we run out, whichever happens first. Wait, from 11 until 2 in the afternoon? Yeah, 11 a.m. until or 2 you in run the afternoon. Out. Or, or we run out, whichever wow. happens first. So, so in that three hours, it's like you got to make it or take it or you're, yeah. you're, you're just not going to That's get it. it. Yep. I'm, you know, here's the deal. I'm 68. I'll be turning 68 next month. Uh-huh. I did not intend to be owning a restaurant. I'm not trying to make a living at it. I'm trying to provide really good food that people want. Yeah. And give some people some work. You know, the people that work for me are young. They, they're They're... You know, it's not like they're head of household and need a ton of money. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, just for what it's worth, I do pay, I pay nobody in my restaurant do I pay minimum wage. Yeah. I pay all of them above minimum wage and everybody tip shares. Yeah. Everybody tip shares so that, that you it's know. It's fair. That, yeah. And, and frankly, I've not had any trouble with keep, everybody keeps saying they have trouble getting employees. I haven't had trouble getting oh, employees. Not, you treat yeah. them right. And, yeah, and you treat I, them right. You know, then. try to t- treat them right. We, the biggest thing I want people to understand is I want people to come in and say, you know what, that was really, really good food. The other thing I'm going to say is, you know what? They really care about us. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of the way we try to operate. And you'll hear that five yeah. times. I yeah. promise you. You go yeah. there for lunch, you'll hear it five times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody. It is It is really some of the best in fact. So now you're just uh, contributing to the uh, the weight of uh, the, 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 the common. Well, 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 you know, I, you know, I heard you, t- I heard you talk about your nice balanced meals, yeah. you know, Judy. <laughs> well, you're sound they're balanced. Pretty, they're pretty balanced. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about PwC. What do you? What do you? What do you man, you just got so much. And I hate to. I hate to segue like crash that way. But 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 what do you do there? And what's going on? What's the news? Okay, I am currently the chairman of the commission. Uh, I'm in my seventh year. 
I've got one more year left after this. I'll be rotating out of the chairmanship at the end of this month. Um, and I got appointed, uh, you know, seven years ago. Uh, and um, it was something I really didn't want to do, yeah. but I was asked to do it by Bill Crisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that man. I'm sorry he's gone, but I know he's happy with his Lord. So yeah. uh, for that, I'm thrilled. But uh, for, for missing his friendship, that's another story. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, went on, and um, I'm glad I did. I learned an awful lot, and there's, there's an awful lot that people don't understand about uh, the utility business and just how capital intensive it is, how uh, forward looking you have to be. And partic- I'm just telling you right now, you're gonna be seeing major, major changes over the next 10 years. There's gonna be happening so fast that you're, gonna, you're just gonna go, what? The, the electrification of America mm. is crazy. Yeah. You know, the big push now is on electric vehicles. Sure. I mean, they're just, they're just coming out like crazy. Well, I got news for you. That's, you got to put a lot of power out to do all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, then, that's, and then that, that's got to well, come from somewhere. And, 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 and have you gone to a home improvement store lately and tried to buy a lawnmower or a trimmer or anything else? Try to find a gas one anymore. Yeah, I mean they they'll still have a few, but but pretty much everything is battery. Yeah. So so you know learning how to uh, change change people's thought patterns on how they do it. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you. If you are a PwC customer and you have not signed up or to, to follow PwC on Facebook or signed up on our automated systems where you can get automated uh, responses yeah, and okay. also check in on, on things that are coming up, there are ways that we can help you save money on your utility bill. Um, and there was a lot, really a lot of concern when we put in the automated metering systems, the AMI meters right. that we can read with, with you know, from radio towers and that kind of stuff about, oh, you're going to invade my privacy. It was, it was not about that at all. But because we have that, we have the capacity now to learn how to help people shave their money. Yeah. What people don't understand is there's a one hour period a month, one hour, where our cost of power goes from pennies per kilowatt hour to Twenty-seven dollars. Wow! Huh? Wow! So if we can shave our usage during that time, right? That saves just a ton of money for yeah. everybody. Yeah. And and so that's why we put in the time of use rates that we put in for people. They're like, oh gosh, you're trying to, you know, no. What we're trying to help you do is save money. Yeah. Well, and I heard and, one of and, your ads on the radio yeah. saying, hey, if you use your electricity here and here. Mm-hmm then you'll be able to save this or yep. these times. Yep. And, and I'm like, that's, that's amazing. You know, we also now have, we also now just saw this. I didn't even know we had it, but I, it came out because I follow us on Facebook. We have these little, uh, for lack of a better term, meter control boxes that you can put on your hot water heater. Oh, wow. That will monitor how it's going on and off to help you because you, most people's electric hot water heater accounts for almost 18 percent of yeah. their bill and it runs 24 hours a day seven yep. days a week and so learning how to do that and there you know to keep that so it's not having to to run as much uh there's lots of ways you, you can do that but the, the biggest thing looking right now that the city of fayetteville's going to look at with electric vehicles is what are we going to do about charging stations mm-hmm. yeah and and where's it going to go and i will tell you the other thing this has nothing to do with pwc but particularly those of you that are driving gas-powered cars, those of you driving electric cars. As electric, the use of electric cars grows, the amount of taxes that the state is getting from gas tax mm, yep. 
is going to go down. Absolutely. And right now, they are doing like a surcharge when you, I think when you buy your electric vehicle, you pay an extra tax to cover some of that that they're losing. But they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, I was going to say, would you, any, any idea well, what the, they're going the, to do the, there? There's a couple of things. One that I'm not a big fan of is that they're going to try to do it on mileage. And the only way they can do mileage is if they track you with a GPS. Yeah, and I frankly yeah, don't yeah, want the government no. tracking us. Yep, right. So then the, the, then the other one would be some kind of a tax surcharge on you know charging. And, mm. you know, whether you charge at home or this, they'll have to figure something out like that as to just kind of what you're doing. Because I'm kind of new charging. to the whole charging thing. What you it, like, say I pull into a, a public parking, they have a charging station. Mm-hmm. I charge. I'm not charged anything for that. Right now, it's, the it's ones. That, well, right now, the ones that are uh, that we have around, I think we've got four of them around town right now. There's no charge for them because those are paid for out of a federal grant that came. Okay. But there, th- believe me, the charging stations that are coming will there'll be a charge for well, them. Well, there's like, going to have to be something. Because yeah. Well, got- Tesla Tesla's got a supercharging station out at the DoubleTree and uh, Cracker Barrel out there off I-95, yep. Yep. and it, you, you plug it in that one, you're getting charged by Tesla. I mean, yeah. They're, they're getting charged. Um, and uh, you know, people are going to want the superchargers. Yeah. And and I will tell you, that's the other thing too. Some of the things we're going to look at is more and more people get them. They're not going to want. They're not really going to want to. Uh, to wait forever for their car to charge. Yeah. They're going to want it done quick. They may want a supercharger at their house. What's well, kind of interesting, I found out at our last meeting, you know, uh, the normal charging station might use 240. Uh, you know, well, with for the supercharger, you can have 480, yeah. three phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. And I mean, it's just, that's a lot of stinking power, which means that you need an extra transformer, right. you need all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, What's that going to look like, you know, infrastructure in the in the neighborhoods? Yeah, but what's right. it going to look like aesthetically? Mm-hmm. As also, what's it going to cost infrastructure wise? So there's a lot of stuff coming. You know, don't be surprised. But I will tell you this: the staff at PwC has done an awesome job yeah. at keeping rates down. I mean, they keep yeah. them down. I will tell you one thing that people look at there: they look at it and say, "What? I've got this. I've got this facilities charge. Why do I have to pay that?" You know, I'm just. Look at all the wires around town. Look at all the poles. Look yeah. at all the transformers. Look at that. You know what? Something's got to pay for those. Yeah. Whether electricity goes through them or not, something's got to go. So that's why there's a facilities charge. Uh, a long time ago, utilities weren't charging much for, uh, in a way of a, of a service charge because they were getting it in their rates because people were using a lot of electricity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as conservation is coming and people are using less and less, yeah. that stuff's still got to be paid for. Yeah. Right. And, and the smartest way to pay for it is it's, it's a fixed charge to cover the fixed assets. Then you pay the variable on the stuff that you use. Yeah, yeah. So. Exciting stuff. I mean, what an exciting time to be in electricity. Then that sounds geeky and nerdy and yeah. everything. But just to stop and consider the the I mean, the vast changes that that yeah. whole that 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 whole thing is going to go through yeah. from gas to electricity, yeah. um, the new businesses that can yeah. be opened up. The, yeah. I mean, there's so many different new and innovative things that people yeah. can begin to look at now yeah. and, and get involved in uh, that will within the next 10 years. This this whole thing sounds yeah. like to me is going to be revolutionized. Oh, yeah. And, and and what's great about it is, particularly here, and I hope people don't forget this. Just remember this. PwC is run by your neighbors. Yeah. We're lucky in that respect. And, our, and, I, and let me tell you what. I'll put our reliability numbers up against anybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anybody, the, in, public power na- nationwide does this rating. They call and, and it's called RP three no. uh, reliability, and I forget what the three P's are, but anyway, it's just basically a real reliability. And we're at the diamond level. We're yeah. we're at the top, and that is what helps businesses make decisions to come manufacture that kind of stuff. Absolutely, like, they can't have their power go down. Reliable yes. power. Yep. And, That's and yeah, their quick, power's down. They're losing money. And how quick can you get your yeah. your power back if it goes down yeah. when we yeah. were bringing in campbell's trying to recruit them to come in that was one of their big concerns was you know, yeah how reliable is, is your power? power yep yeah and it I would just, be for any uh, business sorry go ahead no i just 
went online to Fayetteville PwC. I'm telling you, if you guys have not been to their Facebook page, you will be surprised at all the information that's on there. That's amazing. Uh, so I've never visited that before. I'll be the first to admit that. But, I mean, you can find out, I mean, all sorts of things that they're doing when Fayetteville Beautiful is. That's coming up. Um, I see where they did a day of giving out at the, uh, the county fair. Uh, and it answers questions about your hometown utility and make money, mon- make money Monday. Yep, uh, yep. I mean, like you said, if you get involved and just see what's going on, you can save money and learn a lot yep. about the area and PwC. Yep. Yeah, don't, don't complain mm-hmm. about your bill if you, if you know, you guys are offering the resources yep. to save a little bit of money. So don't, yep. you know, so well, anyway. Well, and, and I will tell you the other thing, too. We're talking about electricity here, but the other thing that's really important is water. Yeah. Yes. And people don't think about that that much. But I can tell you right now, if it weren't for PwC, we would be in we would be in a chance of having a, a real problem with water flow down the Cape Fear. Yeah. They actually up in Cary wanted to take water out of the Cape Fear. Right. And then it would end up transferring over to the Noose River Basin the way they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And and it was PwC that went to the forefront on that and, and said, No, 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 no. Yeah. And yeah. we managed to win. And so they couldn't do to that. Keep so, our, yeah, so, to keep so our water, keep our water. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, of the two, uh, I mean, let's be honest, you can go a couple of days without electricity. You can't really go a couple of days without water. without water. You know, mm-hmm. you've got it. You've got to have it. And mm-hmm. so that that is such an imperative. Uh, yeah. Part of our community in our city. Well, Wade, thanks so much for coming in and uh, visiting with us. It's uh, it's great to get to know you and hear about the early years of Wade Fowler. Yeah. It well, was, it was a blast. Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And by the way, just, just as a last little tag, Ed, because I, you know, I was signed on it, and there's people pr- uh, trying to ascribe all kinds of you know, ulterior motives to this. But I do believe that this, this thing about going with uh, at-large positions for the city council is a good thing because I think the more I, – I would much rather vote for six people than for two because I think that gives me more of a voice in what's going on in my city. And I think a more holistic look at how the city goes is, is a good idea. I, and that's it. I thought it was the last time we tried to do it, and I think it is now. now so that, we'll thanks for bringing that up. That What's, is what, what. How can people find out more about? Yeah, that? <clears throat> so that's vote yes Fayetteville, and uh, there's the website. I assume it's called voteyesfayetteville.com, yeah, I but I don't so. know yep. that. Yeah. Uh, there's probably social media pages as well. Yep. I support it for the exact same reason. I want to know that I'm supporting the majority of the mm-hmm. council. Yeah. Right. I can vote for more than two people. Yeah. Um. So and, I, I mean, and, you and I both served on on single member council district and it can work i'm not saying it can't work but and and i i really don't have a personal issue with anybody that's on council i just think that that format works better. it's a better it's a better form of government thanks again to miss susan mills for joining us pastor josh uh good to see you again my friend yeah, yeah. Uh, in the studio was uh mr wade fowler who is the chairman of pwc for another couple of weeks yep and uh glad to have you and uh learn more about you uh, thanks for joining us on the Carolina Cabinet. Uh, please do us a favor as you're out and about this week. Make sure you stop in one of our commercial sponsors and let them know that you heard their commercial on the Carolina Cabinet. And if you've missed an episode, you can find the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. Send us a message, like, share, follow. Subscribe, follow, on, all the good stuff. Uh, anything on social media. <laughs> we are at... The, the Carolina, Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, listen, uh, until next week, uh, thanks for joining us.